But I wanted to connect Israelis and Jews in the Bay Area. And for some reason, or many reasons, in order to create trust among people, sometimes you need to do business because business really creates some kind of trust that otherwise you can't achieve. You can sit next to someone, but you wouldn't have the trust. When you do business with someone, you need to have trust. Otherwise, you wouldn't do business with. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. I'm really, really excited and honored for this episode because I get to have a discussion with an amazing friend, mentor, and colleague, Oded Kharamoni, managing partner of Jay Ventures. Oded is an investor, entrepreneur, and journalist. Since 2005, he has invested in over 70 companies, five of which became unicorns, as is currently the managing partner and co-founder of the Jay Ventures Fund, a capitalist kibbutz in Silicon Valley. Oded is active in philanthropic organizations and has been a board member at the Jewish Federation San Francisco, JFCS, Friends of Hebrew University, Icon, Intro, and more. Welcome, my friend, Oded. Oded Kharamoni, welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Look behind you. Look behind us. This is... Look at the company. Look at the company. Oded, I'm so thankful to have you here. Uh, we, you were one of the very first episodes I did. Uh, we've been together now for almost two years, uh, where you let me be a part of this incredible journey called J Ventures, uh, that I can't wait to dig deep into, you know, the, the complexity, the interpersonal, inter- interpersonality of it. Uh, and one of the most amazing VC funds in the world, uh, objectively and subjectively. Uh, and, and I'm really, really happy to be part of it. So thank you for bringing me along. But Oded, before we even get to J Ventures, give me a little bit of rounddown as to who, who is Oded Khilamoni, because you have a lot of different, uh, a lot of different personas, I would say. Who is Oded? I'll do it very, very quick. Um, I was, all my life, I was looking for something that, um, from one side is, doing things that are good for the community, the social side, the other side was the business side. So I started as a journalist, as a business journalist, was an editor, uh, the marker, it's called a year. When I was 23, I think I started editing the uh, economy section of Kola year. We established it and then I moved to arts and then I moved to uh, the market. I was the editor of the high tech section and internet section. Um, and then um, I wanted to move to the, to the business world and I got a, I got a permission to start my own startup while I was still editing the, the high tech section. And I also looked for something that is, has some kind of an impact. So, uh, me and a childhood friend, we created something called Dozeret for You, which was a startup that uh, connected, um, uh, a cleaning ladies and babysitters and maids with, uh, with housekeep, with, with the houses, with the households, because they were in very different places in Israel. So a, a cleaning lady from Kulon didn't know the, the other people that live just across the street. And we found jobs for about 15,000 people across the years. Wow. And people who couldn't find job otherwise. I mean, we, we got letters from people. I remember a, a couple who were both artists. Um, playing music and they couldn't afford computers for the kids. 
And suddenly they had 16,000 shekels net because they both worked as, as uh, cleaning. And they worked as, we, we bought two computers to our kids. This was the first purchase that was important for Wow. So that was that part. And then I became a VC. When we sold this company to Yellow Pages, I had to move to, to the other side because, and I, I didn't use my even my name. I used a different name uh, and I didn't raise money for it. And then when we sold it, I had to move to, um, to the VC world. I, I moved to the dark side. I became a, a, a part of Capital Point that we took public and had also two accelerators, one in the North, one in the South. And for me, it was another mission of Zionism, how you bring um, the, the peripheral of Israel to become part of the, of the tech of the center. We had some crazy and very, very uh, innovative companies over there in life science, in agtech, and, and some of them did amazingly and huge exits. The, the group had one exit of one billion. It was very, very interesting to see how it, you can develop in the south and in the far north of Israel, those kind of things, when you still have the office in Azrieli. And after that, I, um, I established a, a, what turned to be IETI, it was HTIA, and before that IVI, it all sounds like the CIA, but this was the Israeli Venture Capital Association that I didn't for the turned to be HTIA, High Tech Industry Association. And in 18 months, we, from, in my perspective, was how you can leverage what we have inside the ecosystem that was very not, um, very fragmented. You, you had the, the multinational companies, we didn't know each other and the acad- academia, we didn't know the multinational and the angels. And it was like the, the, the engine of the Israeli economy, but no one knew each other. And of, of course, there were no ultra-Orthodox, no women, uh, no Arabs, and we wanted to bring everybody in. And so we created um, HA and then we merged it with ILSI, that was the life science, into something that called uh, IETI, which is now the largest umbrella organization. And then I decided to move to, uh, to Silicon Valley. Um, I joined, um, I joined uh, the Recanati family, Daniel uh, Recanati and Yaron, my partner. And we had uh, a fund called Rodium. We invested together. Some great companies like Yotko, Outbrain, uh, Stordot, and, and, uh, and other exits. Um, and I was the partner in, in the U.S. And um, great people, great companies. And then I, uh, I moved to what I'm doing today. Okay, so the story of J Ventures. Now, it's, it's not just another traditional VC fund that, that we see around the world. This is a very, very special type of fund that is able to do very, very special things with very special people. And I, and I want you to take me back really to the founding story and, and, how, and how this starts from inside of you, because this is not just another, you know, a place to make a lot of money. There, there's a really personal part to this. So, so there were two parts of it. The, the first part was completely social. I wanted to connect Israelis and Jews in the Bay Area. And for some reason or many reasons, in order to create trust among people, sometimes you need to do business because business really create some kind of trust that otherwise you can't achieve. You can sit next to someone, but you wouldn't have the trust. When you do business with someone, you need to have trust. Otherwise, you wouldn't do business with. So this was how we started, me and Jim, Jim Koshner, my partner. We started as an engine group. We just thought that this is the best way to get people through the door and create a community of Israelis and Jews. And we had 40% Israelis, 60% Jews uh, in that group. And then it turned to be a VC fund, after we saw, we had 16 individual investments and five exits, and it was very great. It was great outcome. 
But people in the community saw that we are missing great companies who said, at the end of the day, this is an angel cloud with lots of names. We want one name. We want to see it formalized. So we created J Ventures in uh, June 18th, three years ago. And, and it came from the people in the community who said, hey, we see the, the quality of the deal flow. Let's have a fun. And I said, guys, I'm not interested in having another passive fund to manage for other people. I want to do something else. I want to be in a VC fund that, first of all, you invest not in companies who need you, you invest in companies who want you. And, and the second thing, I never thought that I'm the smartest per- person in the world. I thought that there are so many other people who are smarter than I am in every vertical. Why not using them as, as a group and make them active and involved, not just passive investors? So the limited partnership is still limited partnership, but the involvement and the engagement that I wanted to see in my eyes, because at the end of the day, I wanted to create a community. And if the right. community just put the money, then what's the, what's the community? Right. But if they are active and they're, they're involved, then there's something new. And I called it the kibbutz. I said, kibbutz is a limited partnership. There's a lot of people who are engaged. And one time, this one is responsible for the cyber and the other one responsible for the automotive and the other one for the semiconductor. And each one is trusting the other one to take the leadership when it's coming to his own role. And from the company's perspective, I always looked at there's a, something so fluid called added value. What is added value? Nobody really knows what is added value. But if you can really define added value and bring specific mechanism of added value, like uh, portfolio success that is, you know, the, the logic behind portfolio success or how you source, how you screen. So this is, this is how I want to build J Ventures in a way that is different from all the other VCs. I didn't believe that there are great other VCs, but I want to create a new model in Silicon Valley, in the heart of, of, of the tech innovation and the heart of, of, uh, of investments that offers something else that does not exist even in Silicon Valley. Definitely not in Israel. So we created this. Uh, it's, we are mostly American Jews, I would say. Not only we accept people from different uh, backgrounds. And we currently have, this is the second fund. So the first fund was, was great. The second fund has uh, around 350 investors that in general, they're overlapping, but in general, we have about 140 current and past LP, uh, GPs in venture funds, almost all the top tier in U.S. Uh, funds, uh, many VCs also in Israel, but mostly in, in U.S., 140 is a lot. It's crazy. I don't know any other VC fund that has so many other partners in VCs who invest in them. And to see other VCs putting their own money, for me, it's, a, it's, a, it's the first cautious step. The second cautious step is that we have about 100 um, CL entrepreneurs, CEOs, um, who... And this is also interesting. 12 of them, we invested in 35 companies over the, the past three years. So 12 of the 35 founders of our own portfolio are also our LPs. So I think for me, this was like the biggest achievement. That you see an LP that starts his new company now after he already sold his previous one and he offers you to join in, not because he needs your money, because you see the benefit of this community that can help him and he's always positive. The other side is that you invest in someone and then he says, listen, I've never seen a fund like this. Can I join you as an LP? 
So that was very, very important to see. And, and the third part is really the industry aspect. The, we have a, around 170 executives, mostly VP to C-level in Fortune 500. I think about 70, 80 of them are, are C-level currently or previously in, in companies. And lots of power. We can open doors in almost any large company in the U.S. Uh, in any matter. It's crazy. And this helps with design partners. This helps with markets. This helps also because the people who are in those companies, they are in those roles that everybody goes to them anyway. They want to, they try to convince them to join. So we see all the deal flow. So we see about 2,000, uh, 2,600 deals a year that um, 90% of them are backed by VCs and 40% of them are by serial founders and 50% of them are oversubscribed. So it, it enables us because of the community to see a very unique kind of deal flow. Now, one of the most amazing aspects of J Ventures is really the community behind, like you're mentioning. Over 350 LPs that are that are behind this massive community. How is that? How does that? How does it actually come to play in the day to day? Because at the end, the fund has to meet founders, decide to make an investment, and then be part of the company. You can't manage 350 people all coming and trying to help this company at the same time, right? So how does it actually happen tangibly? You know, in the day to day. By the way, when we count 350, it includes sometimes the significant others. Because sometimes they are more interesting even than the, so, so people come together. We have, by the way, 12 brothers and 24 cousins, but we have many couples. Amazing. And the couples, so, so this is why it looks so, so big. Um, and you see that behind every successful person, there's even sometimes the most successful person. Yeah. That's fine. So how it works. Um, and we try that it wouldn't be over, overwhelming for the entrepreneurs. So, the first part is how we screen the company. So they come already from the community. So someone is pre-screening it because he sends to us the best companies that he can send. Either he comes from a big VC in the US or he, he's a serial entrepreneur, whatever. And then we have a screening committee that includes 20 plus uh, former and current GPs in VC funds who see this, the, the, this deal flow and gives us input. And we have the same thing in, in life science, Arctic and food tech. And this is a massive um, knowledge in process. And then we, we, we end up with um, about 44 companies who present to us. It's, it's, it's the whole kibbutz. So you see about 170 people on a Zoom meeting. And when you ask them about the experience, so he was a CFO of, a, of one of the largest companies. He was the chief um, general consul of that company, of another company. And he was a, a, the founding member of, of one of the, the top two VC. Almost in every meeting, we have enough people who have specific expertise in what the company is doing. And they give us the insight. So the companies present about 20 minutes. They get feedback and they get ex exposure. So almost all the companies, whether they've been backed by Sequoia, Andresen Horowitz, Battery, or whatever, all the big funds, they come to present to us because they want to have a, a, a direct reach out to those people in the crowd. Right. And then we do a due diligence. We vote because this is still a group. We call it a minyan. If we have enough people, then we move forward and we move forward with the due diligence process. 
And we picked from the experts in the audience the right people who could perform the, the due diligence process. And this is one of the best contacts that the, the company had because then they really get beyond the group's feedback, they get the experts' feedback. And this is where this engagement is, is being established. And we, we move forward with them. And even the companies that we decide not to invest, they, they write to us after that. Thank you for the process. We learned a lot from the process. We, 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 we stayed in touch with X, Y, Z, and they are helping us in their own verticals. Um, so it happened that we have a lot of companies with, that we didn't invest in. But we have a significant added value to the companies we do invest in. So right. in some companies, we like we have one portfolio company, just remembering now because they're raising, that has $1.2 million ARR. We, we are responsible for $300,000 out of it. We have a company that we opened the markets in Latin America, Australia, and New Zealand and Central Valley. We have another company that we bought two VPs to be in the, in the, in the leadership. We have many companies that we have to bring the added money from top tier VCs in America that are part of J Venture, so it's easier. Right. For, uh, a lot of design partners. And what we've found that many of the entrepreneurs who want us are not necessarily first-time entrepreneurs. Right. The serial entrepreneurs can appreciate more the added value. They understand the value. Now, I want to go back a little bit to the engagement of the LPs because this is really something that's non-traditional. If in a general VC... You would have the, the analysts and the, and the principal and the, and the partners really doing the massive due diligence and, and, and coming up with the convictions. Here, you still have a similar process, but the real magic happens when you have these five or six experts pulled in from over 300 experts in various domains coming in, wanting to dedicate their time, having fun with it. Some of them don't necessarily even invest in their day to day, but they're experts in this domain and they can come in and not even thinking only about the financial assets, but looking at the technology, looking at the, wor- the, 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 the world, the thesis of this company, they're able to say things that no analyst can ever come up with simply because they have a virtue of 30 years of experience in this field, which is pretty remarkable. And it's also hard to pass them, but their value add is, is significant. For example, we, we invest in a company that makes a uh, virtual control tower. So they used RF for this purpose. They just closed around uh, 17 million and led by one of our investors, by the way. And for, for the due diligence process, we bought a former chief scientist of DARPA because it was relevant. We bought the chief, former chief strategy officer of BlackBerry, former GM of all the wireless of Intel, uh, former GM of, of, of the aviation division of Xilinx, and, and two others that are CTO levels in, in Huge company. I can't mention their name, unfortunately, because they're still active. And we let them meet with the company and they spend about, this is a usual uh, uh, due diligence process is about 10 hours they spend with the company. And those people are, no, just uh, one hour of them worth more than they will invest in the company. But um, we ended up, the company was completely oversubscribed. He asked for all of them to be advisors. One of them became, and now is joining the board. Um, and, and for him, it was a significant added value. Another company recently we invested was in the gaming area. And we bought SVP at Zynga, VP at Twitch, uh, senior director at uh, Riot Games, people from, from other companies in the spectrum. And for example, this company, when the, the restaurant had lots of great people, but, and, and funds, but, 
they specified was behind J-Ventures. For them to, to mention the titles was very important for them in the PR. So, so that's kind of things that really brings value, not just fluid kind of thing. And, and the second thing is we are taking it very, very, um, very seriously. We, we built with your help. It's very strong database of, of our, this is like our IP, who, who's our uh, community. And we are able to take them to what we call J advisory and to bring them to help the company specifically. And the companies choose. So I'm thinking all the time when I was a, in many years in the industry, companies had to, to get the board member from the VC who invested in them. Not necessarily the right person for the company, but the person who had the wallet. Right. And I wanted to create a win-win-win. I wanted the, the right board member or the right advisor, not necessarily me, who will be joining the company because the company wanted him. They will get compensation directly from the company. And this is where the win-win comes that I know that someone of us is on the board of that company or is advising to that company. The entrepreneur is happy. He got the right person, not because of the money, because of the right capability. And everybody's happy. And the, and the advisor saw the company, been with them in due diligence, loved the company, wants to help. So this is the win-win that we can create. And we also have think tanks and other vehicles that we created in order to give us guidance and help the companies moving forward. Incredible. Uh, I think that, you know, 20 minutes is not nearly enough to capture the spirit of J Ventures. And we didn't even talk about J Insights and the think tanks and J Philanthropy and the, and the Young Fellowship. The, it's, it's really, it really it's, is. It's a, a holistic It's a community. It's, it's a, a community. Kibbutz. It's, a, it's kibbutz. a capitalist kibbutz. It's a capitalist kibbutz. And, and it's, it's amazing. And I, it's, it's been uh, the ride of my life. And uh, I've learned so much. And I really want to thank you for all the opportunities that, that, that you've given me thank as a part you. of it. Michael, you're amazing. It's been such an amazing part of it. Now, I want to go back a little bit to you. A few more questions. Going back in time a little bit to your childhood. What really fascinates you as a kid? You know, middle school, high school, you're walking down the streets of Jerusalem. What really fascinates Odette Hermoni? I always looked at how you can bridge between uh, uh, people. I, I, growing up in Jerusalem, I noticed how as a secular kid, I didn't know anyone who's religious. I didn't know any, uh, and it's a, it's a melting pot, right? Jerusalem is like, everybody is coming together, but they're very, very separate. And I said, you can't build a country when everybody's so separate. How can you bring them together? And for me, it was getting to know your neighbors. Getting to know people that are coming completely from a different background. So I had a religious girlfriend completely on the other side of the political map than I was. The first date I took her to Peace Now quarters because everybody I knew was from my side. And she thought it was in Kikamal Israel then. She thought it's, it's the right wing quarters because it was day after. So we were doing that kind of quarters. And then this, the next day we went to her quarters. So I was. In one way, she said, peace now. And the other way, we say, all the, all the country is ours. I always try to bridge. And that, that followed me all, all over after. And this is why J Ventures is about bridging. Exactly. And what, what inspires you today? Or what is something that inspired you recently? Listen, I, I, um, there are people who are inspiring for me. Um, I think, uh, I'm learning a lot from, from Jim Carson, my partner. I learned a lot from Laura Laudo. She's like the third partner of J Venture. Uh, and, and all the people who are surrounding this. I have so many mentors. I'm a fine. It's, it's Gil Postig, Mark Abramovich. It's, it's just a long list. I, I'm learning a lot from you. 
I'm, I'm all the time being inspired. That, that's the nice thing. It's like, you're like in a candy store and you all the time meet amazing people and you just learn from them. So the inspiration is all over. I think I'm just, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to not just say it, really to get ins- inspiration on a daily basis from people um, and getting to know them. And it's always a dialogue. You always learn. And they, th- that's the nice thing. It's not just one side. And, and I love it. So I, I'm being inspired all the time. There are lots of small events and small and big people, but sports. Um, and what are three words you would use to describe yourself? I think I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a visionary in, in a good way, not, not in a, in a ego way, but I'm trying to, to think outside of the box according to how, the way I, I believe and according to my value. So the value is something very important for me. And I think I'm always, and this because of one of the entrepreneurs who interviewed me and, and I realized that in every phase of my life, from being journalist that I left a very, a, a good position in order to be journalist because of, of really mission. The mission is something that always directly, a mission which is usually social mission. This is why I'm on the board of the Jewish Federation. I was, uh, I, was, I did Wexner Heritage. I was on the board of JFCS. Um, on a, one of the founders of Shomrim and on the board of Shomrim. And lots of, I'm always trying to, to find the balance between doing something meaningful and something, um, business oriented. I don't believe just in, just doing something in the, in the open sphere without a meaning. I mean, makes, that sense? makes perfect sense. So, yeah. thank you very, very much. Yeah.